This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Also joining us this morning... Former Toronto Maple Leaf, Washington Capitol, Leapin' Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Lou. How are you this morning? Morning, gentlemen. Wally, how are you today? We're great. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining us, Lou. Uh, just to let our listeners go. We're going to talk some CFL football today. The uh, Toronto Argonauts won the, uh, won the Eastern Conference, uh, the CFL, and they'll be hosting the Eastern Final on December the 5th. And we're going to talk to the voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hogan, affectionately known as Hoagie. Uh, unmistakable, he's, uh, he is Mr. Argonaut. So looking forward to talking to Mike Hogan later on in the hour. Big uh, big sports card uh, expo last weekend. Uh, we'll talk to our, uh, our sports card entrepreneur and guru, John Amendola, who's going to bring us up to date on the sports card market, some interesting events down at uh, the uh, International Center at the Sports Card Expo last Sunday. Gentlemen, really, really quickly, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't say something about it on the air, so I'll get it. Well, I'll start off with this so we don't forget. I'm calling this the most significant victory in Canadian men's soccer history. I don't think a Canadian team has ever won as significant a game in football, and they beat the Mexican team uh, the other night. Uh, in a in a in a game in the last five minutes in injury time that was a heart stopper, uh, fascinating game. Canadians certainly deserved the big victory. They knocked off the number nine ranked team in the world in the home and home series with Mexico. Were considered one of the world class teams. Canada took four points. Mexico only one. A remarkable achievement. Have put us in first place in Concacaf. Uh, we are well on our way to earning a World Cup spot next year in Qatar, although there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, Panama's nipping on the heels. Um, Canada cannot afford a letdown. But who would have thunk we would have been in this position going into the break, being in first place in CONCACAF? Truly a remarkable accomplishment by this team. They are exciting to watch, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Naz, uh, really quickly, you and you, you, Lou, your thoughts. This may be, if I was to place money, I'd bet Canada's going to make the World Cup, and I'd also be nervous that Italy isn't going to make the World Cup. But let's concentrate on Canada. Naz? Incredible performance, and they're going to be, uh, they may finish first in the, the whole tournament here, and that would be uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. effort. It certainly would be unbelievable. Lou? Well, it just goes to show you what a couple of key players and, and the offense that they've had with uh, with Davies and, and David. 
uh, up front uh, that have made uh, this team a, a world-ranking uh, football club. Yeah, the, the Canadian team have moved up to 40th in the world with a bullet. Uh, and, you know, and it's, you know, Davies, uh, you know, Alfonso Davies is their world-class player, but uh, he's been he's been unmercifully shadowed in the last two games, and it's the rest of the team that has stepped up. I mean, you look at some of the other, you know, some of the other players who have stepped up, and it's not, this isn't a one-man team by any stretch of the imagination. They are a team, they've got depth, they don't suffer much when you when you replace players in the middle of the game, if at all. Uh, Herdman has an ability to change tactics and, and, and put his players in the right positions to succeed. I got my fingers crossed. Uh, we're going to, you know, this is all going to uh, reach resume early in the next year. Uh, certainly would love to see the red and white or the sometimes they wear black and red. Uh, man, it would be it would be amazing if they made the World Cup next year. And of course, we are co-hosts of the World Cup of soccer in 2026. So there is so much to be positive about about Canadian men's soccer. And, and that's not even talking about the women who won the Olympics gold medal. What a fabulous, what a fabulous time to be a, a fan of Canadian soccer, men and women. Gentlemen, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about them much last. Uh, they've been on a run, didn't get the result we wanted last night, but it's an 82-game schedule. You're not going to win every game. Uh, they ran up against the Penguins last night, who uh, played a pretty disciplined game and got some good goaltending from uh, from Tristan Jerry, I believe his name is. I can't keep up with these names in the NHL nowadays. Uh, but they, uh, you know, it's it's one of those games. Uh, you're not going to win them all, Naz, but the Leafs have been on a bit of a roll lately. They sure have. They played really well, and um, Pittsburgh might have their number, though. Just hope we don't meet them in the playoffs. That's for sure. Well, the you know that was a better result than the last time we had to talk about a, a Penguin Leafs game. That's when uh, I think that was the, the the Saturday night they got they got pounded seven to one when everything went wrong, and we had Joe Bowen on the show the the, the, the morning after who uh, sort of calmed us all down and said, "Guys, don't get all excited. It's a long season, and uh, let's talk in ten fifteen games." And uh, certainly. Uh, uh, Joe Bowen had a had a nice crystal ball, and the uh, Leafs turned it around after that game. Went on a run. I think we did nine out of ten. Uh, we're in second place in uh, in our in our uh, whatever they call them nowadays divisions. We're behind Florida and just ahead of Tampa, so we're sort of in a good spot. Leafs are heading off to California. Well, they got the Islanders tonight in the Islanders' new arena, and then we head off to California. Lou, your impressions. Uh, Last night's game, or overall the Leafs' performance in the last few weeks? Well, I really like the way they've cleaned up their defensive end. Uh, watching last night's game, uh, you figure with two pretty good offensive teams playing halfway through the second period, I think the shots were 11-11. Uh, I know uh, it's going to be tough for, for Marner and the boys to, to watch their defensive end, but they've cleaned it up a lot. Uh, they're not – the opposition's not getting the uh, – the clean shots they've had in previous years, and they're coming up with the big goals from their third and fourth line players uh, uh, when the big guns have been uh, closed down. Uh, and uh, I've, I've always said um, one of the keys to the Leafs' season over 82 games—it's <laughs> not a key to the Leafs; it's the key to every other team in the NHL. 
um, is, you know, Jack Campbell's been playing like, uh, you know, lights out. Uh, his statistics are, are, are pretty impressive. And, you know, the eye test, which is, uh, you know, watching him play, he's, he's been a key factor in so many of the least victories. Um, so he's certainly, he's certainly earning his pay so far this year. Um, but, you know, the season starts to grind at a certain point in time, and this is an example tonight. It's a back-to-back. Um, i got to assume Campbell's not going in the net tonight. Uh, Mrazek's still injured. So ultimately, the Leafs' success, like, like so many other teams in the league, rests on their number two goalie and getting their number two goalie into, you know, 25 games, let's say, uh, and being successful in those 25 games. The margin for error isn't all that much in today's NHL. There's a lot of good teams you're going to be fighting a playoff spot for, and you just can't afford to give games away. And I think the Leafs are starting to get into the point of their schedule. They're going to have to start getting some victories from their number two goalie. Uh, Naz, your thoughts on that, and Lou, your thoughts on that. Yeah, they're going to need some victories. It's Joseph Wall's going to start tonight. He won 5-4 last week against Buffalo. He starts just want to mention about Nick Ritchie. He looks awful up there. I, I, not a, hasn't scored all year, and he's slowing Marner and Matthews down. Really disappointed in his effort. Uh, Lou, I'll ask you to, uh, before we go to break, pick up on the comments about uh, goaltending and also Naz's, uh, Naz's observation about Nick Ritchie. Well, Naz's observation on Richie is probably 100% right. Uh, you, you can't put a player of that nature on a on a first and second line, especially with the talent they have here uh, with Marner and, and Matthews. Uh, and we got to remember when they did sign Morazic at the start of the year, uh, they actually planned to, to push uh, Campbell for the number one spot. And obviously nobody can project uh, injuries during the regular season, so we'll have to wait and see when Morazic gets back to see if he actually pushes Campbell for that number one and plays uh, 25 to 30 games, or uh, if Wall is going to be here a little bit longer than expected. On that note, we'll go to break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk some CFL football with the voice, the unmistakable voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hogan. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared, We'll never be the fastest! We'll never be the cheapest! We'll never be the snazziest dressed. What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. You won't remember that Real Space Media was once Real Tours Media. What you'll never forget is how they helped you, the real estate agent, sell homes. Or you, the business owner, show off your four walls. Real Space Media has made a name for itself, creating virtual tours and walkthrough floor plans using 3D technology that's light years ahead. In the age of COVID, what better way to see a space safely than through the digital lens of, what were they called again? Realspacemedia.ca. Got a space to showcase? Check out Real Space. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. 
It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby Orr rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. Is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on AM 740, downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM on the internet, live streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I call him the voice of the Toronto Argos, the unmistakable voice of Mike Hogan, affectionately known as Hoagie. Mike, welcome. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Nice to be back, and I'm just hoping you guys are nice with me today. We're always nice with you. You're, <laughs> you're a nice guy, Mike. Uh, listen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and when I say there's there certain voices you hear on radio and television that are unmistakable, uh, you've been so much part of Toronto Argonauts uh, for so many years. Every time I hear your voice, I just get that comfortable feeling. Yeah, that's Hoagie, and uh, let's listen to him. But let's, uh, listeners on Zoomer Radio... Mike, you're the uh, you're the voice of the Argos, play-by-play, your communications are. Just bring us up to date in terms of uh, what you're doing these days. Yeah, I think you know that the uh, the communications manager of the Argos, and, and, and still lucky enough to be able to you know get on the radio uh, for home games and games in Hamilton and do the play-by-play. So that's uh, you know as I was kind of wrapping up 35 years in radio, it was uh, that was the thing that I really looked forward to the most, and it really wasn't close by the end of my tenure in radio. Uh, just really loved it and have loved this team. It's, it's funny because the first game I vividly remember as a kid was the 71 Great Cup, and the 50th anniversary of that was this week. So that, that makes everybody feel a little older who remembers that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's when the love affair start, uh, started, and uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to still be contributing to Argonauts.ca with games and, and, and trying to get people in the seats. Uh, talking to Mike Hogan, Mike, you know what? I had completely forgot that this was the 50th anniversary of the Toronto Argos. Thanks for reminding us. I, that's, uh, I got a couple of calls I have to make tomorrow uh, being reminded of, of that. Now, just so you're aware, Mike, uh, my co-host, Naz Marchese, is always uh, he's, he's up next. Uh, there's going to be another voice coming at you, uh, helping us out co-hosting today is Leap and Lou Franceschetti. So I'm going to turn it over to them, and they're going to, you know, we're going we're going to triple team you here, uh, Mike. So Nas, Mike, who would the Argos prefer to play, Montreal or Hamilton? Yes. There are pros and cons to each one, Naz. I mean, there, there, there are certain matchups where I think we match up really well with Hamilton and, and Montreal, and, and there are areas where I think Montreal and Hamilton may have a bit of an advantage. And, you know, that's the way it should be when you get to the stage of the season. Um, you know, over the last decade or so, there's, there's, there seems to have been one or two good teams or decent teams in the East, and then kind of a weak sister or two. Uh, that does, that's not the case this year. Uh, there, there are three pretty good teams uh, in the East, and 
you know, I, I think you can make the argument that the top three in the East are, are better than the top three in the West this year, and it's been a while since we've been able to say that. So, uh, I, uh, to be honest, after two, four, and 14 seasons, uh, teams happy to be in the playoffs and uh, happy to be hosting the East final on December 5th and to have won the East Division this year in the regular season. And we know we've got our hands full uh, with either team in, uh, in a couple of weeks on December 5th. So, um, to, to be honest, there's no real preference. It's just okay. Let's 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 see who survives that one. We hope it's a really, really, really physical game that goes seven or eight overtimes, just to, to, to <laughs> let them uh, get a little more tired. Uh, but uh, on, in all honesty, it really doesn't matter because they're both pretty good teams. Uh, I'm going to turn over to Lou. I better warn you, Mike. Lou, uh, Lou was a tr- Ottawa Rough Rider fan growing up, as I was, for that matter. So, uh, but we're now we're now firmly Toronto Argonaut fans. So, Lou Franceschetti, how's it going, Bogey? Stranger, how are you? Long time no speak. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I think the last time we saw each other was in Kingston on a frigid day with uh, Dougie Gilmore having his uh, a little bit of a hockey tournament out there, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, you've been uh, you've been lucky enough to duck me until now. Sorry, your luck ran out. <laughs> uh, watching watching the Argos and also having the pleasure of uh, and the honor of working some of the games there. Uh, who are the game breakers that uh, that we have to look out for to, to more or less put the Argos over the over the top and win this great cup this year? Well, we're lucky because we're we're blessed with a lot. On offense, um, for those of them who follow us, the, the the quarterback's name is McLeod Bethel Thompson. His nickname is the Law Firm because that's what he sounds like. Um, <laughs> so, so McLeod is a guy who has been around professional football for you know the better part of a decade now, and and, and he was with I think eight different NFL teams. Like he was, he was just he was that guy that was kind of on the practice roster and then the backup and then practice roster, and he kept bouncing around. Uh, he came up here for the Great Cup here in 2017 and backed up Ricky Ray and, you know, uh, was able to win a Great Cup there and since then uh, has, has played really well, uh, especially this year. Last, uh, last season in 2019, he led the league in, uh, in touchdown passes and was third in passing yards and has just gotten better and better as, uh, as, as time has gone on. But but he's he's really fortunate to have uh, a lot of really good receivers to throw to. Um, we've got uh, Devaris Daniels out of Notre Dame. Ricky Collins Jr. was a thousand yard receiver um, in the CFL prior to coming to Toronto. Eric Rogers, uh, who's just a, a weapon in the red zone, and the guy that's really established himself is a Canadian from Ottawa named Curly Gittins Jr., which is just a spectacular name. Um, but he's uh, he's a second-year Canadian kid out of Laurier, and is second on our team in passing yards, receiving and uh, sorry, receiving yards and catches, and he's just been a revelation this year. So with all of these receivers uh, at his disposal, um, you know, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson has multiple choices. Uh, Mike, I'm sure it's been a challenge uh, for the Argos, and I guess for the entire CFL, uh, trying to pick it up a year. You know, having having to go a complete season without uh, without a great cup and without a season, so I'm sure the challenges have been uh, incredible. Uh, although I, I read that the ratings, uh, the television, although the the game attendance down at Argo games may not been what we would have liked this year, the uh, the television the television ratings have actually been pretty consistent and pretty good. But there's a special game coming up. 
And that's what we're trying to focus on, uh, focus on today. And I just want to read a tweet that you put on, uh, put on your Twitter uh, uh, page the other day, and in quotation marks. And I think this is the thrust of uh, what, what you're trying to accomplish over the course of the next couple of weeks. And this is in your words, Mike, if you haven't been to a Toronto Argos game this year, and you haven't been in a long time, we'd love to have you join us for the Eastern Final on December 5th at BMO. Rediscover your double blue passion. Hashtag pull together. Hashtag get on board. There's a big game December 5th. It's at BMO. I think it's at 1230. We don't know whether it's going to be the Owls or the Ticats yet because they're in the semifinal. But, uh, Mike, tell us all about that game that's coming up December 5th and uh, how people can get tickets. And let's get the, let's get a little bit of a buzz going on for that for December 5th. It's the Eastern Final. The winner goes to the Grey Cup. Uh, we have a bye week this week coming up, and Hamilton and Montreal will go toe-to-toe uh, in Hamilton, and uh, the winner moves on to play us, and the winner of that game, as I mentioned, moves on to the Grey Cup. And I think, you know, uh, being on Zoomer, I think one of the things that we heard, we, we, we reintroduced the boat logo a couple of years ago, and what we heard a lot of was, man, I remember going to games at Exhibition Stadium, and we'd go down, and we'd take the TTC down, and you know, we'd walk down and we'd go and sit in the Dominion seats, and it was a great time. And, you know, Joe Theismann and Bill Simons and Condrich Holloway and Terry Gray, and we heard that a lot. And what we we're trying to do is to try and get those people who love the Argos at one time and have, for whatever reason, kind of fallen off the bandwagon. We want to get them back on the bandwagon, and we'd love to have them come out and see what they've been missing. And we've got a really good team this year, a team that we think is going to go to the Grey Cup. And, uh, you know, we just we, 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 we want to share what this team is all about. So if you want to head down, if you haven't been out for a while, grab the kids, grab the grandkids, you know, pack them up, head down to, to BMO Field on Sunday, September the 5th, 12.30 kickoff, as you mentioned, and you can get tickets. Go to, go to uh, Argonauts.ca, and that's the easy way to do it. Click on Tickets. Click on uh, single game tickets, and that'll take you right to Ticketmaster. Uh, Naz, uh, we may uh, we may have to do our December fifth show back in studio down in Liberty Village, and then head over to the Argos game. Let's uh, let's uh, let's keep that one in the back of our mind. Naz, I'll a, let you uh, I'll let you hook up with Hoagie again. Go ahead. Yeah, that would be a treat for sure. Hoagie, there used to be a two game total points for this for the final Eastern Conference. Would you like to bring that back? Uh, personally, no. Um, I, I know they were they were big. It, 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 sometimes it was spectacular, uh, unless you're Leo Cahill, uh, <laughs> the <act of laughs> who, you know they had a lead over Ottawa once, and then he said only an act of God will prevent us from you know going to the Great Cup. And well, God apparently was listening, um, and the Riders ended up winning the second game by a comfortable margin. But you know, I, I I'm kind of of the belief that every game is a standalone, and you know I. One of the things that I love about football, especially playoff time, is when you compare it to other sports, every playoff game is game seven. And you can get, I think, uh, upsets are more easily accomplished in one game than over two. And I, I, you know, historically love upsets, although this year, uh, not so much since we're in first place in the East. I hope there's no upset in a, in a couple of weeks, but, uh, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm 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 kind of uh, you know I don't know if that's new school or old school, but I just I just love the fact that uh, you know on any given Sunday, so to speak, a, a team can knock off another one. That's to me that's a really big part of playoff football. Lou, um, 
made the difference between a quarterback. You know, I know you, you were talking about uh, him there earlier on. Uh, at the start of the year, the quarterbacking system here in Toronto was pretty inconsistent, uh, switching back and forth. What has made the difference uh, for them to go to the number one guy right now? Well, the the, the, the one thing, that early in the season, it was McLeod Bethel-Thompson and Nick Arbuckle. And uh, we traded Nick Arbuckle about a month ago. Um, McLeod Bethel-Thompson simply beat him out. And, you know, Mac was back. And Nick was the new guy. He was acquired uh, as a free agent in, I think, February. And, you know, just Mac beat him out. Nick had some injury issues during training camp, and McLeod was just fantastic. And um, he laid an egg, the offense laid an egg uh, in week two in Winnipeg, and Nick took over and uh, didn't really play as well as, as had been hoped uh, aside from one game and uh, it was a good game he beat uh, he beat Winnipeg the only team until the last couple of weeks that was able to do that so um, and then McLeod won the job back and just kept going and the job is his there's no quarterback controversy at all now uh, Mac has settled down uh, he had a couple of rough weeks in terms of turnovers but seems to have gotten that back and uh, every, there's not a guy in that room that wouldn't go through a wall for him because he's got uh, he's got that it factor and Lou you know what it's like in a locker room and a dressing room in your case when when you've got a, 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 a captain or a player that's just got that that intangible that they don't even know they have they just have it in terms of leadership and that's McLeod he just leads by example and and, and guys love him and uh, he's been a pretty tempted quarterback uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, we're talking to Mike Hogan Mike uh, challenges of coming back after COVID uh, take us through um you know, out west, uh, it's all games always in you know in in, uh, in Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and Calgary and Edmonton, and it's it's always been uh, incredibly strong. But uh, how is the CFL? Um, how is the CFL rebounded, and uh, how are they doing around the country? It's not a hundred percent yet um, because I think there is still some hesitancy from people being back in crowds who haven't been there before. Um, you know, since since all hell broke loose a couple of years ago. And, you know, the people who have come back have had a great time. Uh, there's no question about that. And, um, you know, it's just that comfort level. And I think the, the folks at, at BMO Field, in terms of security, have done an outstanding job of getting people through the gates. Uh, you know, you need, the, uh, you need your ID and a, a proof of double vaccination. And you show, uh, show the QR code and your ID, and boom, you're in. And uh, it's taken, uh, it's been a lot more seamless than I had worried it might have been. Um, I know some venues, uh, you know, the, at the Eights Cup in Kingston yesterday, they had some problems getting people through the doors on time, and that hasn't been a, a problem with BMO. But if people are comfortable being out and, and coming out, uh, you know, there, there were uh, socially distanced sections being sold in uh, in the regular season, and that's not the case for the playoff game, where, we're, you know, everybody's got to be double-vaxxed to get in, so uh, I think it's just a, a level of comfort, and you know we're seeing Leaf games not completely sell out, which is you guys know is a, a rarity, same as the Raptors, and uh, you know we're the same way. And obviously, we're not haven't been close to sellouts aside from one game this year. So uh, from our from our socially distance uh, uh, seating plan, but we're hoping to pack the park for for the game in a couple of weeks. And if you guys are able to head down, that would be spectacular. We'd love to have you. Yes. Who are the favorites in the West, Mike? I think Winnipeg. Uh, you know they've uh, they lost uh, last night. I don't know. You know they didn't go with their starters the entire game. Uh, they had the West wrapped up 
uh, pretty easily. Uh, when they had all of the starters in, they only lost one game. I think they were 11-1 and when they decided to kind of take the foot off the brake a little bit. Um, they've lost the last couple, but they're a, they're, they're a really good team. You know, they're strong everywhere. They have outstanding line play. Their quarterback is great. They've got uh, ridiculously good defensive ends. So they're a and middle linebacker. They're just, they're just a solid team everywhere. And uh, I think no matter who comes out of the East, they're going to be the underdog playing Winnipeg. But, uh, you know, who knows what the weather's going to be like on December 12th when they play the Great Cup in in Hamilton. It's uh, it's a couple of weeks later than the Great Cup is usually played. And, you know, uh, I think fans of both leagues have seen what the weather can be like in Buffalo or Green Bay or Chicago during a playoff game. And, uh, you know, we're all hopeful that the weather's decent on December 12th, but who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mike, I always take the opportunity when we talk about the CFL. Uh, obviously, we live in the present, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always interesting to talk about uh, the gloried history of the CFL. Uh, I know Naz, I, and uh, Lou certainly grew up, we grew up as passionate uh, CFL fans. May have lost a little bit of our passion over the years, but, uh, you know, come playoff time, I... Uh, you know, there are times during the season where I'll tune in a quarter here and there and uh, wish, wish. You know, there's so many things, so many things in the in the in the sporting calendar. Uh, you know, uh, we wish we could watch more, uh, but certainly we will at playoff time. And hopefully, hopefully the Argos go through to the Great Cup. We'd love to see that. Um, what's your favorite Great Cup of all time? What's what's the one that sticks out in your mind? My favorite one. Um, as close, I mean, I called 2012 and, and, and was on the sidelines for 2017 and the snow in, in Ottawa. But my favorite one was 1996 uh, in Hamilton. It was Doug Flutie's first year in Toronto. They were playing Edmonton with Danny McManus and Ronnie Lancaster was the coach. And, um, you know, Pinball Clemens and, and Daryl Mitchell. Oh, sorry, Mookie wasn't there that year. But Adrian Smith and Jimmy Cunningham and Paul Masotti. And they play Edmonton in a blizzard. And there are six lead changes in the first half. There are two kick returns for touchdowns. Gizmo Williams and, uh, and Jimmy Cunningham. Adrian Smith has a pick six, an interception return for a touchdown. Eddie Brown from Edmonton makes the best catch you could possibly imagine. It's a bomb down the sidelines. It goes through his hands. And without missing a stride, he kicked it back up into his hands and ran into the end zone. It's the most remarkable thing you could imagine. Uh, that Jim Sandusky had a 75-yard touchdown for Edmonton that day. It was just a remarkable day. And the, the icing on the cake for Argo fans was seeing the Argos raise the Grey Cup in Hamilton at Ivory Stadium, which was just, <laughs> you know, the, the cherry on a very, very sweet Sunday at you know, we're hoping that history repeats itself on, on December 12th, and we're fortunate enough to get through to the Grey Cup. And boy, if we could win it in Hamilton again, that would just be uh, uh, just be incredible. That certainly would be amazing. Uh, one one last uh, question. I'll turn it over to you, Ness. Turn it up, the Eagles. <laughs> you know, you know what? You uh, uh, the Eagles have. I'm a, for those who don't know, I'm a diehard fan. The uh, um, the Eagles have three first-round picks next year, so every week I'm kind of going, you know, the, the Eagles aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year, so it's, okay, I hope they play well, but just enough to lose. And I hope Miami loses, and I hope Indianapolis loses every week, because those are the three <laughs> draft picks. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, what, what did they call it, Tank Nation, uh, when the Leafs were kind of going for the, the, the high draft picks. That's that's what I'm a member of this year. So I love to see the young players develop, but I just, 
I hope when, when push comes to shove, they end up with a loss. I know that's counterintuitive to everything you want as a sports fan, but that's, that's the way I'm rolling this year, Naz. Yeah, Miami's talking... rolling for you, though. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're, they're not good on defense this year. That's, that, that's, that's the problem. Well, we've been talking to the voice of the Toronto Argos, Mike Hogan. Mike, we wish you the best. We certainly hope the Argos uh, win on December 5th. We certainly hope they're in the Great Cup final on uh, December 12th. Uh, we, will ex- we will extend an invitation to you now if they make it to the Great Cup final and come back on the show, although I appreciate the fact you'll probably be extremely busy that day and you may probably not have time to do something like this on guys, a Sunday I will, morning. You guys, I will make time. You know okay. that. Just, uh, just that. You can, you can pen that one in. Okay. So let's, let's hope. We've got our fingers crossed, Mike. We wish you all the best, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. Keep up the good work. Anytime, gentlemen. Good talk Mike, to you all. Mike Hogan. Uh, on that note, uh, Nat, just a, a minute before we go to break. Uh, your favorite Grey Cup of all time? I think it was 1996 also. Yeah, that's, Toronto. That, certainly was, that certainly was uh, an incredible, incredible Grey Cup uh, in terms of entertainment value. Lou, your favorite Grey Cup of all time? I don't know if I can think that far back. Uh, <laughs> I really lost uh, um, sense of, of the Grey Cup when I left uh, to play pro hockey, uh, but it had to be probably in the early 70s uh, with Tony Gabriel, Whit Tucker, Russ Jackson, uh, all those great Ottawa teams, and I think it was in a big mudslide. Uh, I can't remember if they were playing uh, probably Saskatchewan or, uh, or Edmonton in, in the Great Cup. But those old days were, uh, were my uh, revelation to, uh, to the CFL football yeah, my fa- my two favorite great cups, sixty eight, sixty nine. Uh, Ottawa beat Calgary in sixty eight at C and E. That was the infamous Vic Washington, where he uh, dropped the ball, picked it up, and ran it eighty yards. And the following year, they beat Saskatchewan, and that was Ronnie Stewart, who was at the end of his career, who had uh, was the MVP of that great cup. Uh, certainly, two incredible memories. So many m- great memories of great cups. Uh, uh, over the years, and we hope we uh, we hope the Argos create another great memory this year. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with John Amendola. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when we realised that our extra-large pizza is two whole inches longer than the so-called extra-large from the big pizza conglomerates. How do they even call theirs extra-large when Pizzaville gives you 18 whopping inches, steaming hot? Because... Let's be honest, who wouldn't want two more inches? Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby Orr rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. He is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. 
They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. You won't remember that Real Space Media was once Real Tours Media. What you'll never forget is how they helped you, the real estate agent, sell homes. Or you, the business owner, show off your four walls. Real Space Media has made a name for itself, creating virtual tours and walkthrough floor plans using 3D technology that's light years ahead. In the age of COVID, what better way to see a space safely than through the digital lens of, what were they called again? Realspacemedia.ca. Got a space to showcase? Check out Real Space. Last minute of play in the game. Unlike sports, the outcome of palliative care isn't determined in the dying seconds. Physically, socially, and spiritually, palliative care is giving someone the best quality of life for however long life remains, while supporting their loved ones. All services are free of charge with partial government funding. The need for palliative care is great. Making an impact is the newly opened Hospice Vaughn Mario and Nick Cortellucci Hospice Palliative Care Center of Excellence. A truly amazing 10-bed residence, the first palliative care hub in Vaughn. If you share the belief that everyone deserves to live until they die, get involved. Volunteer your time or donate to hospicevaughn.com. We are for community, by community. And together, we are here to serve. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. It's uh, Naz, Wally, and Lou in the house and joining us. The, uh, the president, chief executive officer, and uh, sports card entrepreneur, Mr. John Amendola. Good morning, Good morning fellas. How are you this morning? I'm always fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks for joining us. I wake up and uh, that's a good thing, right? Every day. Absolutely. John, there was an interesting event last weekend uh, in the sports card world in the local area. Um, tell us all about it. Yeah, the the annual sports card expos uh, happened last week after, you know, the first uh, one in a couple of years from COVID. And this is an event that happens once or twice a year for the last 30 years. It's um, traditionally is and always has been sort of one of the largest shows in North America, especially for hockey. So you get all um, all the big, uh, you know, all the big the big companies in the space, all the, 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 the big shooters, if you will, um, are coming, you know, to Toronto uh, for the show. And, and a lot of them still came, even, you know, with, with the recent COVID and the border just being open and all that, but we still had a really good contingent of, of uh, larger American um, suppliers and sponsors. But the show was, was wild. Um, the biggest one ever. Over 10,000 people attended. Um, it was absolutely insane. It just it just really went to show, um, I guess for lack of a better way of describing it, how hot and how on fire this space, um, you know, still as we were talking about, we've been, I think I've been on your show now about five or six times in the last almost two years, and it's not, it hasn't, I'm still not here to say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's um, uh, it's petering off, it's, it's leveled off, we've hit this plateau, it's like, it's like uh, like any market, it's always up and down, and there's obviously lots of volatility, but just kind of overall the growth, it's it's staggering. Um, you know, you literally have billionaires fighting in the space, which is, you know, for little guys like us, it's not a bad thing. Uh, John, before I turn it back over to Inez, I just want to pursue uh, 
question. Uh, we, we we just spent about uh, 20 minutes talking with Mike Hogan about the CFL, and we talked about the current CFL and uh, some of the, what I call the glory days of the uh, 60s and 70s and 50s. And I know I know sports cards is more of a world market now, and perhaps on, on the world stage the CFL doesn't register. Uh, but I've got some old CFL cards in my collection. Uh, in fact, some going back to the 50s. Any interest in those? The, the, there's, you know, there's a niche for everything. So, like, you know, um, you know, we'll have somebody will call and say, "Do you have cricket cards or do you have curling cards?" So they're definitely not mainstream, far from mainstream. But at the same time, there's a, a niche for everything, and and the vintage market is 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 slowly really taking off. I mean, the modern market you're hearing on the news about all these crazy cards. Like, you know, think about this, Mac Jones. There's Mac Jones cards out today that blow Joe Montana rookies out of the water from a price point of view. Like, so there's, you're almost like, your logic is like five games versus, you know, top three or four of all time. Um, so there's a lot of that sort of happening, you know, as, as well. And of course there's hype and everything else. So there's a lot of collectors. The space is 15 to 45-ish, maybe even just a tad younger. So, you know, you're getting a lot more people chasing Sidney Crosby and LeBron James than, say, Michael Jordan and, and, and Joe Montana or yeah, Teeter Kennedy and, and, you know, me and you talk about the parkies and stuff. But the, the vintage um, market is uh, starting to really, really, really catch up. It's like anything, right? Supply and demand. So although CFL isn't this great big global market, there's only so many people out there um, or sorry, there's only so many of those 1950s CFL cards out there to begin with, so it doesn't take much. Versus, you know, a mainstream Luka Doncic, you can say, well, there's 20,000 Luka rookies PSA 10, and the price over the last year as the population of these cards rose got cut in half. But at the same time, you know, when China and America are on it, to find 20,000 people that want to have a, a, a this holy grail of of the greatest player of today's generation, maybe, since LeBron, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I can believe 20,000 people. Like, what's 20,000 people when you got 2 billion people in the space? So um, a lot's changed, but at the same time, yeah, a lot of that stuff um, is definitely uh, on the up. Nas? Alfonso Davis. Mm. What what is it worth? Nas! How are you? Good, John. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um... Alfonso is the best player at his position in the world, and he's Canadian, and he's like 20. Um, his cards are fire. They, you know, after they won the Champions League last year, he really just exploded. And now, since you know this, 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 the the, the whole Canada trend. So globally, he's highly sought after. Um, comparatively speaking, with other rookies, at, you know, um, we're talking about Weston McKinney, Kristen Pulisic. Mason Mount, Greenwood, all these kind of, you know, the last two or three years, these kind of kids that are just, you know, uh, Jude Bellingham, Mokako, uh, Kamavinga, these kids that are like taking the sport to the next level. He is right there on the global stage, his cards. You can get, um, you know, I was looking, I bought some Alfonso Davies at the show. I, I invested a few thousand. Um, but it's like anything, Naz, you could get a nice, you know, a nice, um, Alfonso Davies rookie for a couple hundred bucks. You can also, like I was looking at a few ten, twenty, forty thousand dollar, you know, limited autograph um, cards. But even just your regular run of the mill base Alfonso Davies is going to run you like thirty or fifty bucks now, which you know um, was a five dollar card a year ago. 
So there's huge, huge, huge value. And like, like uh, Matthews, like Vladdy in Canada, you know, you're, you're going to pay a premium. Um, you're going to pay a premium for, for Alfonso Davies. You're going to pay a premium for Vladdy versus trying to, you know, you go to a local card shop in South Carolina, have some Alfonso Davies cards, you're probably going to get a deal. But you're still going to pay for them. It's not, he's not not known anymore. Household name. Uh, John, we got Lou on the show today. Before I turned over to Lou, uh, Lou's got up and gone up in value since the last time we spoke. <laughs> Lou's a legend. So, I mean, you know, once the Leafs win uh, that another Stanley Cup, I think all all that's the, you're going to see a big lift in the in the Leaf market. But uh, what I love, hey, about John, Lou is, John, just what? remember that I've got the longest name in name in the Leafs. I, I know, I know. <laughs> good, I good Italian with a whole bunch of vowels, right? I love it. You make us proud. Well, what, what I love about Lou is that I always take these little shots at him, and he takes them, and he always and he always finishes off the conversation, and he always wins the conversation with me. He always says, "Wally, how many games did you play in the?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't argue. He always he always ends up winning the argument. I remember you guys talking about your high it, school I, leagues still going back, so it's funny. I, I can't argue with him. But Lou, go ahead. I can't believe you'd bring that up again, Wally. How about <laughs> how about me play being in the Ball Hockey Hall of Fame? Oh, no, that's what it was. It was the Ball Hockey Hall of Fame. That's the only reason was. you're in the Ball Hockey Hall of Fame, Lou, is you never played against me. I was the top defensive winger of my generation. That's awesome. I, I would have held you in check, believe me. But uh, all well, due that would have only been one game, anyways. But anyways, John, <laughs> uh, we, we we might have a uh, uh, a big event coming up the next couple of years. Uh, Mr. Ovechkin, what are his cards going to be worth uh, when he breaks uh, Gretzky's record? So, 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 me and you have to have that conversation another time because you use the word "when," not "if." So that's interesting. Um, Alex Ovechkin is absolutely on fire right now. So there's a, a lot. If you um, if you think about the trading card space as art, pop culture. The hot ace. Um, think about the impact a guy like Ovi has on the media, on mainstream, versus a guy like Crosby. So the last couple of years, he's partying with the cup for three days. He's going to crush this. Maybe he's going to be Gretzky's record. All of a sudden, his value starts to take over Crosby because he's that much more recognizable as a pop culture icon. So... The, 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 the holy grail of Crosby and Ovi rookies are from 2006 Upper Deck SP. It's called the Future Watch Auto. It's the, there's a few cards out there that absolutely blow that out of the water. But I'm talking about a card that you or I could go out if we wanted to and, and actually buy it versus some of these one-offs that you're never going to get. So last year, um, I had both these cards exactly one year ago now for Christmas. Um, I sold the OV for 11000 and I sold the Crosby for, I think it was about 13000 Today, the Crosby is still in that range, call it ten to 15000 for a, a perfect condition future watch, and OV is now in like the fifteen to twenty five range. So it's like Connor McDavid versus Matthews. It's, it's almost starting to be like he's just, they're both great, and they're both great today, but, you know, so um, his cards are flying, Lou, and, and it's, Big if I know you played with the great one, but big if he beats that record, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty wild time for Alex Ovechkin cards. So, so which uh, cards are we talking about that are gonna go through the roof with uh, just, without? It, it, I mean, 
in general, the whole stock will, his whole, the whole Ovi stock will, but I mean, these, these grail cards, like these, um, you know, exquisite and future watch rookies that you're, you're, you know, um, I was looking at some Ovi rookies at the show on the weekend and you're into the 20 and $40,000, you know, $60,000 Crosby rookies. So that tier will really, 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 um, go up. Um, and even at the low end, even the, the base, you know, you could get a PSA 10 Ovechkin rookie, like that's not his future watch. Uh, or his young guns for, you know, under a thousand, but the main stream hockey rookies are the young gun and the future watch. And both of his cards are now already exceeding Crosby. Um, again, a lot of it's hype. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, he's in the media. He's a fun guy. Um, you know, so a lot of that has to do, you know, with the, with the value and the demand to want to have, you know, you know, you come over to my house. I want to show you, Hey, this is the guy that beat Gretzky. And you know what? There's only 999 of these cards in the world, and there's only 50 of them in this condition. John, John, uh, before we let you go, one last, uh, one last question and one last comment. Uh, of course, uh, you're welcome to tell listeners where they can find you. You, you. you now have a retail store up in Vaughan. You can give us the location of that, where they find you on social media. But, John, you know, I keep hearing these things about $25,000 for that card and $40,000 for that card. You've got a store up in Vaughan. I've got my seven-year-old son. Can I still walk in and buy like a pack of cards? Like, oh yeah, yeah, you can. Like, does that market? Like, yeah, I'd like to think that kids can still buy. So it's a huge, it's a big thing in the space right now. Is is you know, can kids and and so so they're they're the the manufacturers are really working towards that. But so you can walk in my store and just like you remember. 20 or 30 years ago, uh, I can sell you a box of upper deck hockey cards for a hundred bucks. I can sell you a box of top baseball cards for like 80 to $120. And you're going to get your 20 or 30 packs and you're going to go build a set and collect all your favorite players. You can go to Tim Hortons and buy a pack of cards. Um, you can also come in and spend a thousand or $2,000 on a box of cards with five cards in it. So, um, you're not going to hear about that sort of lower end and stuff, but it does exist. Pokemon is really good um, for entry level. Pokemon is is absolutely insane. Um, that'll blow your mind. Um, but it's definitely changed a lot. But you know, well, even back then, you know, well, while I was buying pro set packs, you were you were buying cases of Opichi Premier, which at that time my fifty cent pack and your Premier was a five dollar pack. So it's it's almost relative. Just um, you know, the, the, the 50 cent pack is now $3 and the $5 pack is now $40 would, would John, be like John, the best. I got, I got to wrap up this segment really quickly before we go. Christmas coming up. People are looking for Christmas presents for, you know, a young son, a young daughter, whatever. Mintink has got a location up in Vaughan. Yeah, we're mintink.ca. We have a location at Weston and Langstaff uh, in Vaughan, right next to Ricci's Pizza. And we are two weeks away from opening in Toronto. We're opening at Lawrence, and, or sorry, uh, Avenue in Davenport, just right in Yorkville, um, right on the corner of Avenue in Davenport. We're opening um, uh, a sports car gallery. So it'll feature a lot more of this sort of higher end stuff and we're, we're, you know, pop culture, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, one stop shop anywhere in the GTA, we got you. Christmas all that great stuff. Make, that's all okay. Make sure you still have packs for little kids at prices we can afford. Absolutely. We absolutely do. Thanks, John. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, gents. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy your Sunday. Go Bills. Go Bills. And on that note, Nas, Colts today. I, I think the Bills, uh, you know, they're up and down. Their margin of error has, uh, they, they got to win today's game. They got some, you know what, they said they had an easy schedule the rest of the season. They don't have an easy schedule. They got the Saints, 
coming up this Thursday. And they got the Buccaneers and they got the Patriots twice in Panthers and Falcons. Uh, I think it's really important that the Bills finish, if they've got Super Bowl aspirations, that they finish first in the AFC. Um, they got to run the table a little bit here, don't they, Ness? Ness? Lou? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. We lost Ness. Uh, you know I what? Go ahead. I'd, I'd look out for New England Patriots right now, as, as hot as they are. And obviously, they got Max Jones there uh, uh, running a table there. Uh, they yeah. could be the team to beat uh, moving forward. Uh, you, you've got, uh, you know, Mac Jones, uh, you know, give, give Belichick, uh, you know, some people are saying this may be the best coaching performance of his career. Nobody thought at the beginning of the year that the Pats would be challenging the Bills for number one in the uh, in the AFC East there. And uh, they're, they're right there with, with the Bills, and they've got two games against them. And uh, Bills sort of up and down. They've got some injury problems playing a tough team uh, at the Colts this afternoon. Naz, I hear my uh, Owen tells me I got your back. Yeah, New England uh, has made it a race, Wally, for sure. Now, I didn't expect it, but New England's made it a race. Buffalo has a tougher schedule than first thought, for sure. Yeah, right now, Buffalo's in the thick of it. Uh, only three losses. Um, you know, the only team that's got less losses than them in the AFC is Tennessee in a game that uh, it's unfortunate the Bills didn't win that game because they had that game up for grabs and they should have won it. Um, but the Bills uh, have developed a bit of inconsistency that I find concerning, Naz. Um, they are certainly a Super Bowl-caliber team. They are certain quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, who can play with the best of them. He's got an arm uh, as, as good as any arm I've ever seen. Running attack, I, I don't know if it's in the top ten in the league. I suggest it's not, and... As things get colder and as ball possession becomes more important, um, is that a problem for the Bills' nest? No, I don't think so. I think their their offense will come around. The thing you got to remember: the defense has played superb all year, and uh, that'll carry them as far as they want to go. Right. So I'm not worried about uh, the running attack. Lou, how important is it for the Bills to finish first overall in the AFC? I mean, this is a team, you know, we, we call ourselves the fans, the Bills Mafia. There's there's six or seven teams that are in the mix right now with either one team with two losses, a few with three, a couple with four, some of which the Bills have to play a couple of times. Um, I You know, you look over history, uh, having having that home field advantage is so important to go to the Super Bowl, especially when things become cold. Um, Lou, uh, your thoughts on the Bills and how you've observed them over the course of the last three, four, five weeks and your assessment? I, I really think the Bills are, are in the running. Uh, and it, it's always, you always want to play the playoff games at home because the environment in Buffalo is... It's none like anywhere else, uh, and they definitely want to try to get that number one seat. And to, to what Naz was saying, it's, if Buffalo doesn't have a running game, and they haven't had one for the last two or three years, you're not going to depend on that defense to carry this uh, this franchise uh, to the Super Bowl. Lou, you, you got we'll teams leave, that, we'll, uh, Guys, we'll leave it on that note. We're past 10 o'clock. Lou, I apologize. Uh, getting the, I'm getting the X sign from our producer, so let's... Uh, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Thank, uh, thank you, Naz, as always, and John Amendola and Mike Hogan. 
We'll be back again next Sunday morning. Have a fantastic and safe week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.